Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got Luke Ellis on and he's the founder of Alista Media. Hi, Ellis. Daniel, it's a pleasure to be here, mate. Thank you very much. Absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. So should we jump straight in, Luke? Do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yes. So just a little bit about myself. Um, so my name is Luke Ellis. I run two um, marketing agencies, one specializing in e-commerce, advertising, that being Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat ads, Google ads, etc. And the other one does recently been um, founded called Growth by Email. And that specialized in, as you can imagine, in the name, email and also SMS marketing for e-commerce business owners as well. So marketing, why have you gone into it? Were you, was this an always an interest or was this something you later discovered? So it's an interesting one. So from early, so I'd say year eight, year nine. Yeah, year eight, year nine. And, you know, that's anywhere around like 13, 15. Mm-hmm. I always was confused on what I wanted to do. I always just knew uh, my mindset is, you know, I want to do my own thing. Um, that stemmed from my dad having his own business as well, going to see, seeing him, how, you know, he, how he was. And essentially, you know, it's funny, it's funny. I look back at this, I was speaking to a friend about this the other day, actually. And what I think when I was 14, what I wanted to grow up and be was a, a store, a store bus or slash manager at a Here You Go bus shop. And okay. look back at that now think, and I'm thinking, um, you know, what, it's, it's crazy, right? Looking back in hindsight, like yeah. how things how things change, right? But when I was 16, I found out about dropshipping. Um, funny enough, I found that out through, um, I believe, a Ty, through Ty Lopez. And, you know, everyone knows his generic YouTube ad. Or, you know, I mean, in my garage, um, YouTube <laughs> ad. Um, so I found out about him, start, um, found out about dropshipping and agency space. Alongside that, just look, looking at a lot of YouTubers, in the um, dropshipping space as well. So I started off food dropshipping. Then I think after that, it just found, because of the margins weren't the best, I kind of um, transferred over to the age, e-commerce agency space. Um, and it just all started from there, really, Daniel. E-commerce is a super exciting space at the moment, isn't it? I mean, it's a hugely growing subsector of, of, of let's call it marketing. Um, and there's so many jobs available now, and it's just going to grow and grow and grow in the coming years. But what for you do you think really excites you about the e-commerce space? Honestly, I think the biggest thing is having an advantageous advantage. Um, because as you probably know yourself, it's changing all the time, right? You've got to make sure to adapt or you're going to be sink, you're going to sink. And, you know, I try, I try my very best to attend these, you know, e-com conferences, ad conferences, et cetera, and learn about, um, you know, new, new things in the space all the time, just so I can stay on top of things. Because even as everyone knows with the iOS update, that changed so many things for so many advertisers, like so many things. I, I think when I just look back at it now, you didn't really have to have so much advertising experience and you could still be profitable running like Facebook, Mm. Facebook and Instagram ads and now it's all a different ball game you know so I think I think the biggest thing I kind of try look for now when it comes to this is trying to be the best at it keeping on top of a lot of things because it's not just ads nowadays you got to focus on having a good website right because back in 2016 when everyone was drop shipping your website could look like something my little brother would have done right <laughs> yeah so it's important that you know a lot of people have these 
um, understand all these fundamentals. Yes, it's great great to have good ads, but you need to also have you know a good product as well. That's a very important thing, and also a well converting website as well. Mm. So you know, for people listening to this, they're thinking, you know, I might go into e-commerce um, when I'm ready to start my career. Do you recommend maybe going to university and study marketing, or would you just go straight into the career? So I'm just going to speak from experience because I never went to university. Um, Honest, to be honest, I always found it a bit intimidating doing all the UCAS um, stuff and everything and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So what I actually recommend to people who want to get into e-commerce is actually just find a mentor. I can't stress enough how, you know, the return on investment that you get from the speaking to somebody who, who's already doing it. Because I know there's so many people now that they're selling courses, um, you know, masterminds, etc. But if you can have direct one-on-one access to somebody who's at least making you know, let's say at least minimum of $10,000 per month, £10,000 per month, whatever. Mm. And you just can get direct access to them. You're just paying for their time or you, you never know. You've got enough charisma where they want to help you for free. That will be the best best way to accelerate from, you know, if you're just wanting to learn about it to actually doing it, you know. Yeah, you know, you, you're actually uh, going down the same route that a lot of people that we've had on talk about marketing say, you know, find a mentor, find someone that can show you the ropes almost but i get a bit not nervous but i'm a bit worried there's quite a few people out there like you say that are selling courses that really aren't actually practitioners of what they say they're just selling courses just to make money which makes me a bit nervous telling people to do it so what's maybe some good tips to find a good mentor great question so i feel like a couple of years ago it was very hard to decide for whether someone was legit or not um, because so many people could fake results, so many could, people could fake um, testimonials, mm. etc. But nowadays, the kind of the key things I look for is um, one, if they've done it themselves, because a lot of people can fake results and still not talk about, well, can speak about something that they have n- not much knowledge of. Mm. So the best thing I'll try find that they're actually doing it themselves. They've got to show and proof. So to show and screenshots, you know, well, not even screenshots, live videos of. And they say their Stripe account, seeing that their sales actually coming in. Um, them explaining the process and the thesis of them setting up, let's say, a Shopify store, how they made sales. Because if they're just showing screenshots, which a lot of these, you know, even these FX traders do, right? Um, they need to actually show a bit of context behind it as well. That's what I truly believe. So that's mm-hmm. one key thing. Yes, it's all good to hard flex on people with your, you know, you know, let's say, um, five figures per day six figures per day Shopify mm. screenshot but if there's no context around it then it don't really mean jack nowadays in my opinion um, so if people can kind of show proof and put context behind it as well um, that's a green flag for me if they're just showing a lot of you know results without nothing backing up that's a red flag right so that's one of the things the other part is if they've got a discord channel as well um, mm. a lot what a lot of other quote-unquote gurus you know people well-known in the space think of them as well that's good to know so for example this is easily free even if you jump on discovery calls with um people who you know who are high up in the space so let's say you've got um person a and person b you want to invest with, in, into person b um but you know person a is very knowledgeable anyway um they're probably not even selling the course they're just very good at what they do I'll always ask person A about person B because mm. out of anybody else, um, you know, he's not going to be a consumer, right? He's already doing um, what he's doing, which is e-com. So he's going to know if he's legit or not. So that would probably be a second approach. So yes, I'd say 
point one um making sure there's a lot of context with the you know the proof that they're showing and two asking other well-known people in the space as well what they think of um, the certain person that you plan to invest in yeah great point mate great points um so what is an average day like for someone working in e-commerce you know what's actually involved in the industry because i'd imagine it's very very varied yeah so since we run an agency we control everything you know online on the online space everything logistic wise with products um we don't really mess with that's what our clients deal with but in terms of a day-to-day basis how things look is so you know i'd wake up speak with the team have a team meeting with everyone discussing our clients accounts um you know walking through what's been happening since the last seven days what happened yesterday what happened in the last three days what's the results been month to date kind of see what the trends are looking like um always looking at things you can split test as well because i personally believe if you're just leaving ad sets advert oh, ads to be stagnant and not testing new things you're gonna you're going to lose you need to you need to constantly a b test different things because it could be something as simple as changing the first line of your ad copy that could bring your cost per acquisition um let's say from 20 pounds to 10 pounds right to something mm. as simple as that so that's what uh, my day fully consists of at the beginning, just looking at client accounts, what we can change. Um, after that is speaking with the clients as well, talking about plans and upcoming, you know, upcoming days, offers, um, what we're planning on doing the next month. And so, but ultimately it's e-commerce as a whole with advertising. It's, it's never a game where you kind of just set it up and you leave it alone. You've got to always make sure that, you know, you're, you're always, on top of things to make sure that nothing kind of goes into a spiral and goes out of control, you know? Mm. So is it fair to say, you know, we talk about personality traits, someone that's going into e-commerce based on that, you'd need to be quite analytical, quite happy to look at numbers and check tests and, and things like that. Is that fair? 100%. Yeah. Like 1 billion percent, because I know a lot of people who'd like to say, yes, we need a split test. I understand we need a split test, but they're saying it for the sake of it, but they just don't, I, I don't, I don't understand why they don't have the, that extra push to actually split test things themselves and be creative because yes, you got, uh, there's one point of it where you've got to be, you know, analyze the data, but the second point side of it is, you know, you've got to actually do the action, which creates new data points, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, hundred percent. It's important that you can read the data, but also um, when you say you're going to split test things, actually split test, <laughs> split test yeah. it as well. You know? So what are the kind of personality traits do you need to work in e-commerce? For example, do you need to be heavily organized? Do you have a good eye for detail? What kind of things do you think you need? Um, well, in, t- in terms of personalities, um, I'm a ENFJ. I found this out the other day. I'm not too, I can't remember what it exactly means but if anyone's listening to this who's big on um, personality types mm. um, that's what I am and I'm very um, I would say I'm very good at what I do but in terms of my experience with people I've dealt with it's definitely I would say the two biggest ones is I have one person who's I wouldn't say pedantic but is very you know micro when it comes to tasks you can is very detailed and looks at things in an intricate level because with you know testing so many different things a lot of data looking at a lot of data it, it can be easy to miss some things out and on the other side of the spectrum is looking at someone well finding someone sorry who can you know look at the macro side of things so look at the next idea plan plan the next 
um, advertising angle campaign, for example, right? But they probably are just not so good at looking at the intricate data points and the little things within those campaigns, right? So I think it's always important to have um, two different type of personality types, one being looking at the intricate side of things and the second one looking at the macro side of things as well. Perfect. So there's room for sort of a few different approaches to working in the industry. So you don't need to be a, a certain type. You can, you, it's quite flexible. It's very versatile, yes. Perfect. And um, what would you say is the biggest positive to working in the e-commerce industry that you take for yourself? You know, you might enjoy it or it, it might be maybe monetary, but what is the biggest positive for you of working in the e-commerce? Honestly, I would say, and I hate saying this word, um, by the way, is the networking elements. Um, mm. I'm saying networking does cringe. cringe. <laughs> um, but you know, honestly, when you know you see a lot of different people in the space, like being Twitter, Discord, um, whatever it might be, and just being able to connect with different people, we've got different ideas, and you know, there's 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 some Discord groups I'm in, and I find out that they live not so not so far from me as well, and, and you know, like-minded individuals as well, because a lot of people in the ecom have that entrepreneurial. Um, mindset as well so it's definitely good to surround yourself with um, people like that and I know there's a book or there's a quote somewhere which says you know the five people you surround yourself with is who you basically become and that is true because if I'm gonna be associating myself with people let's say I don't know who let's say back in the college days when you've got friends who like to smoke let's say weed for example if I was still doing that now, I wouldn't be where I am right now, right? Mm. I make sure that I've got a circle, a very small circle as well around me, very like-minded, want to win at whatever they're doing. And that just pushes you more as well, even inside when it comes to your career and outside of your career too, you know? It's a fantastic point and it's so true. You know, I used to work um, in the city for a few years after I left school and the people that succeeded were the ones that surrounded themselves with the best people at the company. They'd go for coffees with them or they'd go and have a chat, pick their brains. Yeah. And they were the people that succeeded. And you can apply that to literally anything in life. So I think that's a, it's a brilliant point. Um, and for you on the flip side of that, what would be something that's less favorable or maybe negative about the e-commerce industry? That is a good question. So Thinking about when it comes to the negative side of things, I'd probably just say the people who kind of take advantage of people just getting into mm. it, right? So people who don't know so much about it, they just know, you know, e-commerce is a good way to make money, a good side hustle to start. And a lot of people fall in the trap of, I can either do this myself, not knowing um, Jack, or can get into it trying to learn from YouTube, courses, etc. So yes, YouTube is good. There's a lot of free, valuable content on YouTube and even Twitter and Discord, but people who set up courses, mentorship programs, et cetera, who are just doing it for the sake of getting people's money and don't really know too much about um, e-commerce, that's the disadvantage because there's a lot of you know people coming in trying to take advantage of that, take people's money, leave people stung. And I mean, I've got, I've, I've got um, a, well, I say friend, but he also works for me as well. And when he started in his journey, he want, he was learning Amazon FBA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Amazon FBA is just like another model, as you know, it's like dropshipping, uh, Shopify dropshipping, et cetera. And when he um, was learning Amazon FBA, I can remember him telling me that, you know, he used to work for, I think it was like he used to work at KFC. Um, I think it was, you know, some 
UK supermarket as well. Just saving up his money to get this course right. And when yeah. when when you're just starting that, you haven't really got much. You've got a, it's a different type of fire that you've got compared to. Well, I say that now. The fire that I had when I was younger, when I had literally nothing, is completely different to what I have now. Right? I, I mm-hmm. could work hours and hours and still knowing that I wasn't going to get anything in return. Um, but anyway, I digress. So he would work, you know, work his off, ass off, right? And you know, saving up his money, and it would probably take him two months to save this one thousand pounds for this course. He got this course. He tried, you know, he applied everything that he learned in the course, and what what ended up happening. You know, he just lost all his money because the guy who was teaching the course was just just getting low value um, content from YouTube and just basically refiltering that to oh no you know, his his, his uh, customers on his course, right? So mm. ended up spending a thousand pounds, then ended up getting in debt with um with the ad spend side of things as well. So that's what I say the disadvantage, like the evil side of ecom can be, is people that kind of take advantage of people wanting to learn. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, so as well, you know, we talk about e-commerce and, and ads, but it's important to understand the platforms that you're putting these ads on, right? So, you know, if you're if you're yeah. doing ads on Facebook, you need to really know about Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's crucial to understand these platforms as well, isn't it? 100%. I'd say, you know, it all depends on the type of ad content that you're doing. So, mm-hmm. Recently, what we've seen that works really well um, is UGC content that stands for user generated content, just in case anybody doesn't know. And that content involves people just literally recording from their phones. So it looks very native to the platform and it doesn't look like a quote unquote ad, you know. And we've been testing this a lot with Instagram, Facebook, TikTok and YouTube. And I'd say the biggest differences across the different platforms are Facebook and you know, Facebook and Instagram are kind of not too dissimilar. And what works really well is just like, you know, UGC videos of people using the content, um, content using the um, products and just basically, you know, uh, saying the value propositions, really picking it up. So there's a lot of social proof. So that's Facebook and Instagram and a bit of it, YouTube as well. It, it can be laid out a bit differently, but with YouTube, because the aspect size is different. It's a full screen. It's not 1080 by 1080. Um, you know, it's 1920 by 1080, I believe. And with YouTube, it's a bit more, can be longer form of content, but it's also making sure that you can include people in there as well. So once again, it doesn't look like an ad because, you know, people have since, I'd say, 2016, 2017, have been getting served ads on these platforms, right? And people are getting smarter by the day. People understand that these, you know, Used to be 200 pounds, now 20 pounds, 90, 90% off today only. People are not stupid anymore. People are, you know, getting onto these things, right? Um, so it's very important that you make the ads not look like typical ads and just make sure that the content just looks authentic. Um, so that's for, you know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. TikTok is a very fun platform to um, do ads on because the ads don't even have to directly be ads. Um, but the only difference is with these other platforms at TikTok is you need to make sure it's very native to the trends on the TikTok platform, right? So, for example, um, one trend that's really working well is um, what I got online compared to what what came, for example, mm, right? I've so, seen that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's they'll show it what the sport online, then they'll show it in person and I'm trying it out. So it could be something as simple as, you know, um, a very popular popular niche in TikTok is uh, women's clothing. So 
you know, they see it online, they buy it online and they try it out. Then with I just I just think with women's clothing as well, with uh, girls are so much more impulsive compared to guys, right? So for example, Daniel, you could be on, I don't know, let's say a clothing website yourself, and you probably have a missus, and <laughs> she's gonna be way more impulsive to buy on the girls' clothing site compared to <laughs> on, you know. Um, your clothing site right you gotta consider a little bit thinking ah where am I gonna wear that for I might think about it compared to a girl she she doesn't even have a plan but she's gonna make a plan based on that outfit right (laughs) so that's why I think with TikTok it's very it's it's a very good platform Um, it's it's new as well so not many people are using it so I'd say anyone who wants to get into e-com I want to get into what advertising channel to do I would 100% recommend doing um, TikTok ads just learning the trends off um, what worked really well um, I believe if even if you send me a message I've got a little cheat sheet of what different um, TikTok TikTok trends there are I'm more than happy to send that over uh, but yeah if you're wanting to get into um, e-com I'd definitely recommend doing TikTok ads first as this is new and I'd say one of the most profitable ones at the moment it's interesting as well you at the beginning you mentioned uh, SMS and email now email marketing is having a bit of a resurgence isn't it um, you know, e-commerce sort of brands are actually going, actually, if we do really good emails, it can work. And the SMS thing is really interesting. And it, it, do you think it's important to learn other channels opposed to social media as well? One billion percent. And the reason I say that is because it's always good to get traffic to your store, right? And, you know, acquire new traffic, but it's so much more important to retain customers as well using email and SMS. So two different type of brands. There's brands which can... Um, get a lot of recurring customers, getting a lot of customers coming back to their brand. This works really well for, uh, once again, email and SMS. If, if there's any promotions, getting these customers back we've already purchased before. And the reason why they're most likely to come, come back as well is if you've got a good brand, you've got good products, they will come back because of, they've already trusted you enough to purchase from you the first time. So that's the one side of e-com businesses that work really well, which have a good rec- recurring business model. The second one, which, for example, let's say if you're selling a really super high ticket item, let's say, I don't know, just looking around my room now, um, let's say a bed, for example, right? And a bed, you're not going to buy, be buying one bed a month. Um, well, I like to think so anyway. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so with those type of um, clients and e-com, e-com brands, what works really well is doing post abandonment flows. So, for example... If someone's, you know, went to the checkout, checkout page and they didn't purchase first time round, a good thing to do is have a flow set up. So on the email and SMS side of things. So after like five minutes um, that they came off the website, an email will get sent out to them. An SMS will get sent out to them saying, you know, you've left um, your bed in your cart. Sometimes people will come back because, you know, life can sometimes get in the way. Excuse me. Um, life can sometimes get in the way. You never know, their child probably interrupted them, that took them off the phone. So, you know, their attention diverged into something else, right? So mm-hmm. with that email or the SMS um, being sent out, that gets them back on board to that buying journey that they was on. Um, if they don't come back, that's okay, because the second email slash SMS could be, you know, here's 10% off, limited time only. So now you're using um, urgency, um, because you know, if you don't, if you don't purchase within the next, let's say, you know, 12, 24 hours, that discount code is gone and I'll never get it again. So that's what works really well for those type of brands. 
And just to kind of segment the both with email and SMS, personally, I would say email is very good still, but there's a lot of Apple iOS updates, um, once again, that are trying to um, affect the, the results. So, for example, you can't track the open rate as good anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but a good thing is um, with SMS that, you know, text messages can't really go into spam, right? And the, 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 I can never say this word every time I'm on a call, but the deliverability <laughs> rate, there we go. There you go. <laughs> um, you know, far more su- superior compared to email as it's at 99%. So if you know yeah. you're sending out an SMS, people are going to receive it. And just like me and you both, it's um, every time you see your phone, you know, there's a notification, you're going to pick up your phone straight away, uh, straight away right? So very that's true. why, uh, you know, SMS is um, very, very you know, a very lucrative sales channel. Um, so any e-commerce owner or anyone who wants to get into e-commerce, I 100%, you know, it's so imperative that you actually set these um, channels up that have been email and SMS. Otherwise, I know a lot of, it's a cliche thing to say, but you are going to leave a lot of money on the table if you don't, if you don't have these channels set up. I mean, people listening to this that want to get into e-commerce, it, I mean, it sounds really interesting, really exciting industry, especially if you like that sort of data analytics side as well. But if they're listening and they're thinking, you know, what kind of things can I do to make myself look attractive to a potential employer? Let's say you were looking to employ someone. What on somebody's CV would make you go, oh, actually, you know, let's get this person in. Let's have a chat. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just going to answer that question in two parts, if you don't mind. Sure, yeah. Um, the first part being, like I said, this is a, it can look like a very attractive um, industry to get into, right? Because you see a lot of people on Instagram, you know, they've got the Ferraris, the Lambos, the Rolexes, the Holidays, and they back that all from Ecom, right? So I'm going to be honest with anyone who's interested in Ecom. I'd always say do it for the right reasons, because a lot of the time, and I know this from, because these are some of the people I actually know, these people are just renting out these things or they're buying fake watches, et cetera, for the sake of social proof. So mm. to show that it looks like they're doing really well, but at the end of the day, it's just a story, right? Social media only shows so much of a person's life. It's only going to show the, the wins people are making. Nobody's going to post the losses they've made because it doesn't make no sense, right? Mm. So that's one thing I'll just take into account anyone who wants to get into this industry. Definitely. Just always make sure you get into it for the right reason. Um, to answer the second part of your question, Daniel, um, what would stand out on the CV to me is personally, it's all it's all about it's all about being original, right? Because if you just got a copy and paste template off Google or where wherever you've got it from, you're just not going to stand out um, by that. Likewise, if I send out a templated message to businesses on business owners, they're just going to not read that at all and just look at it as another spammy sales message. So, what I'd recommend is be original. At least have an original design on your CV that doesn't help just to catch the catch the attention. Even putting a picture of yourself really helps. Also, on the cover letters or you know cover letters, or if you really want to work for this company, do a Loom video, attach it to the CV. And what a Loom video is, if people don't know what it is, Loom it's a simple software where you can record your screen um, and you know speak into the camera. And I would just you know go on the company's website where you want to apply for. You know, introduce yourself, um, show why they need you. Just don't say, oh, my name's, you know, John Doe. I'm good at X, Y, and Z. Hire me because that's not providing no value to the company you want to work for, right? You need to find mm-hmm. 
anything that you can find in the company where you know you could utilize and improve on. So for example, you could go onto a website or look at a company's ads and say, hi, my name is John Doe. I really love your brand because of X, Y, and Z. What I've noticed on your ads is that you're doing very static imagery. You're not doing much user-generated content. From a lot of previous data that we've seen that UGC outperforms static imagery by X percent. What I'd really like to do is come on board and help you guys grow to X desired goal. If you don't know what that is, to say a very you know a lucrative number of figure that is attractive, right? And say it'd be really good to speak with you guys and see if there's any potential synergy. Then sign it off like that because you sound like more of a professional now. You're not you know begging for a job. You're offering a lot of value upfront. And if someone was to do that for me, I will you know I'll definitely give them time of the day. Um, speak with them and see if there's any opportunities there you know that's a brilliant point mate and i think uh, loom you know actually you're the second person to mention that from the e-commerce industry so i don't know maybe they've got to deal with you uh, with your e-commerce industry guys but um it's it's definitely better than sending a cv isn't it because it gives you that like you say if you can actually make a point where you can add value and you come across and it's very personable that's yeah. 10 times better than sending some a4 cv so that's such a good point um and lastly thank you so much for coming on and having a chat luke i really appreciate your time and uh, where can people find you your business and what you're up to yeah so if anybody wants to get in touch with me my company website is um elistamedia.com that being e-l-l-i-s-t-a-e-m-e-d-i-a.com and if anybody wants to connect with me my name is luke ellis um i'm on linkedin instagram so and you know if you've got any questions don't hes- hesitate to ask i'm always here to help just don't be very spammy like i mentioned earlier <laughs> <laughs> but um no guys honestly if, you, if you've got any questions just don't hesitate to, um, to reach out to me and yeah well thank you again luke cheers cheers mate all the best